Is the sky falling? No, it's not falling, although it's getting cloudy out there. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. So we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And it's where we get to share techniques Thoughts, tips, tools, and some tactics that we all need, we all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we can turn our house into home, families thrive, and we get to live the best life possible. So that sounds great. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, and so, it like, does. what's up? Because right now, with the real estate market all over the place and the rising interest rates, people are getting a little concerned. And so we're going to consider a little bit what the true impact is of the of the changes of the mm. shifts yeah what are the true impacts that's a beautiful conversation we're gonna have it is i'm excited about this one yetta i'm excited about all of them ken <laughs> and so as we think about our clients seller mm-hmm. clients have had a we'll call it a run yes a run for a mm-hmm. couple of years two and a half years And it's not that the run's over. So I guess the first thing we're just going to put out there is really around inventory levels, Mm -hmm. right? We were living with half a month to one month of inventory in most areas and in most price ranges. Like when we say these general things, just recognize we're not talking about your specific street or your specific subdivision necessarily. So if you ever kind of want to go, want the real scoop? Well, you know what to do, right? Like, you know to reach us and we'll give you the true scoop on your community, like right where you are. But mm. let's go back to the general stuff because it gives us an understanding of the overarching market. And it's probably relative and true in like 90% of the markets. Yeah. But you know what? I think the buyers had a tough go for, Ooh. you know, for quite a number of years, a couple of years where it was just a buying frenzy. And it was difficult. And the beauty with this market, we're more into a balanced market. And we're going to get, get into some numbers and some details. And it's important to know that if you're thinking of buying, this is a great time to buy. Because inventory levels are back up. They're still not up to what we would consider normal. They're still below normal levels. But there's an ability to choose between houses instead of just, oh, there's one. I'm going to take it. You can actually pick. It's like going to the grocery store and there's there's 30 apples on the table and you can pick one or two that you like, right? Type, do you mean? No, not, not individual apples. No, no individual oh, apples. There's okay. like 30 apples and you can look at them and go, oh, I'll take that shiny one without any imperfections. I'll take that one. And that's what the real estate kind of market is now. Before it was like, oh, that's a house. <laughs> I better take it. Well, it was starting to feel that way, right? If I needed a house, I'd better just get one because I may not. I mean, the worst we heard in that crazy market was 55 offers before somebody got a house. Now, we just had a client the other day who you still want to jump when you see the right thing. Beautiful young couple buying their first property in a pretty sought out after community or a couple of communities they're willing to consider. Mm -hmm. And we went and we don't go unless we're pretty sure it's it. And that's kind of the nice thing because you're not getting confused about the options because that's the struggle for buyers in a market where there's more inventory. 
Right. You go see too many and then you don't know what to do anyway. And then you don't act and then that doesn't work. (laughs) That doesn't work either. Right. So they found one they liked and the seller decided that he would stay with the old strategy and change his showing instructions, which isn't necessarily an old strategy, but it is a strategy of the last two years. Well, let's back up for a second. He got two offers. Right. Did he get two offers or one offer? Two offers. Two offers. Yours was over asking. Yeah. And no conditions, correct? No conditions. And they decided to say no to both of them Mm -hmm. and wait till... Today, really. Yeah, so we don't know what's happened yet. Right. But in the meantime... Our client, there's enough inventory out there that they found another property that probably is even better for them, and they bought it. Yeah. So now... Now this seller may come to market again on Monday and get less or nothing. Or nothing. Because he thought our buyer would wait. And that was the case when there were so few houses for sale, buyers would have to wait because nothing else would come up on the market. But now they're coming up regularly. There's lots Mm. of, well, not lots, but there's good amount of inventory. And then on the flip side for sellers, if you're pricing properly, the market's still strong for a seller. It's what we would consider a balanced market. Well, and I might even say to you, it's not quite balanced yet. It's well, let's still- look at the numbers because I think you might be right. I am right. <laughs> I know I am because I know the numbers, right? And so really it's now the, the beautiful thing is you get to buy a house without feeling out of control. And you get to sell a house also without feeling out of control. Because I can tell you, my sellers did not necessarily, yes, they enjoyed potentially the money they got for houses, but most sellers did not enjoy the experience that that very extreme seller's market created. It was frantic. And when you went on the market, you either, back then, you either moved out for a week or you spent the week in your car. Right. It was true. Really? More or less. And then you could come home and sleep. And so if you're thinking, I want some more information specifically to me, then what I'm going to encourage you to do is book a 15-minute. That's it. I just want to chat with you or Ken wants to chat with you for 15 minutes. Just a clarity call. Just to get a feel for, is this the right time for you or not? Is this something you should consider? Should it be okay, even with the interest rates going up, prices stabilizing or potentially coming down, but inventory going up? Is this right? Like, that sounds like a lot of confusion. So if you want a clarity session, we can handle that if you just give us Mm. a call. Yeah, for sure. And then we'll just, you know, in that meeting, we might decide to meet for a longer meeting, you know, in that 15-minute call. And you might decide, nope, you know what, it's not, I don't need any more information. I got enough from that one. Exactly. Yeah. So inventory is up. Uh, Up significantly. We're sitting around 3,000 properties uh, right now. In 2021, we had 1,900 properties. Now, 2019, just before the pandemic, uh, 3,200 houses. So we're pretty much close to what we were before. And the pre-pandemic was still a very strong seller's market. It just wasn't an out-of-control out of control market. seller's market. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So presently, we have uh, 2.7 months, months of, of inventory. inventory. Right. And so... I know. You're telling me go balance at three, right? Right. It does. Well, it goes balance somewhere after three, But who made up that? (laughs) 
I believe in it because you get to feel what the market does. It's still, so anywhere from one to three months worth of inventory, we would typically describe as a seller's market. Right. And four to six months of inventory, we would describe as a balanced market. Mm -hmm. And seven to nine months of inventory, we would describe as a buyer's market. Right. And 10 plus months of inventory, we would describe as a depressed market. Right. And so in August of 21, Mm -hmm. we were at 1.2 months of inventory. So we have twice as much inventory and the sales are down. Um, 2019, 1.8 months. So Pre-pandemic, we were already in a very strong buyer's yeah. or seller's, seller's market, market, right? Exactly. Now, sales, um, you know, they've gone down 1100 compared to 1550 So that that's a significant... In a number. given, like in the month of, of August. August in 2022 versus 21. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what's it all mean to you? It means really what you want to do. Like, what do you want to do? You really want to time your life, not the market. Exactly. So we're grateful to be your partners on this journey of wealth, wisdom, and worth. Is owning getting out of reach due to the rates increasing? You'll be surprised by my answer. Not really. And so we're excited that we've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, real estate information that gives you access to knowing what decisions to make and when to make it. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful part is you can get access to them from your house, from the home, or that's the same thing, eh? House and home? Yeah. Actually, not really, because it is about making house home. Yeah, unless your house is like an RV, (laughs) then it's a home on wheels. Exactly. And so the great news is you can get access to the shows, though, whether you're at the office or at home or even on the go. And so what we're going to discover in this episode is that affordability is actually really similar to what it was three, four, five months ago, even with the rates continuing to climb right now, Mm. the interest rates. That's true. And it all comes down to pricing. Pricing and interest rate combined creates affordability or your monthly payment really is what we're talking about. And there's some pluses actually to the the market correcting. I'm going to say correcting because we were, it didn't burst. We're just correcting because the real estate market, I'm going to say never should increase 20, 25% per year. No, not, it just not in a stable area because it is beyond what is conceivably um, maintainable. Yeah, it, out- it can't be it, maintained. It outpaces people's ability to earn money to afford them. So the affordability will hit its max. And in this case, the interest rates being driven up by the government is causing affordability to go down, which then the market has to follow. Even though we still have not very much inventory, the affordability factor is causing the pricing to go down. Right. And we still have more availability in inventory than we had. Like we just finished sharing with you several stories, actually. We can talk about many of them now where people aren't having to, having to, 
consistently go in without conditions to get the house. Sometimes they still mm-hmm. choose to because you may pay less for the house if you now are willing to go in without conditions. So it's still in that market that there's things happening that we would never have dreamed of doing or seldom dreamed of doing eight or 10 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Like it just wouldn't have happened. And yet inventory is continuing to increase. Yes. Even which is helping with the rates because you get a better time to consider and ponder and think and not feel frantic. So it's not all doom and gloom, I think is what we're attempting to say. No, it's good. And as a matter of fact, let's run a a scenario, okay? Because uh, typically in February, March, our average price in Ottawa was $800,000. In 2020. Two. Yeah. And right. in 2022, the last in August, the most recent I have particular stats for right now, it was 675. That's a $125,000 decrease in the average sale price. Now, interest rates have gone up pretty close to 2%. So if you were getting a 2.59% in, in February... Theory. Uh, you would now be paying about 4.59, not necessarily variable, just about 2% up, even in a fixed rate, 4.59. The last time I checked was the best rate I could get for a five-year fixed rate. So up 2%. So let's do the math yet. We love math. Mm. I love math. Uh, let's say we're doing 10% down, which was $80,000 on the property at 800,000, right? Mm-hmm. That would give us a mortgage of 742,320. I know you were going to do the little yeah. the little part of the numbers. I just got to say ballpark for those that are listening that are not writing this down, just kind of keep the number 742 in your head. Okay. I know there's a few extra dollars there, but yeah, let's don't just worry about go it. With okay, that. I'll round I'll round down or round up. So your monthly payment would be 3,358 on a right. 25-year AM. Right. If it was at 2.59%. Yeah. Now Perfect. we take that same ADK. I'm not going to reduce it. We're going to put the same ADK down on the 675 because we have it. Gives us a mortgage of just over 613,000. Right. And at 4.59, we have a payment of 3426, 3426. That's $68 difference. Right. Now, for a lot of people, $68 isn't a huge amount. It is an amount. It does affect your your budget. And maybe you can't go to Starbucks as often or you can't go out for movies. Or I know if you go for dinner for a couple now, it's try and do it for 68 bucks. So maybe you got to cut out one meal. Or if you can't afford that extra payment because your your affordability, your debt ratios and all that, you have to buy a house that's $12,000 less. <laughs> right. Which if you could buy a house instead that's now instead of $675, we come off $12,000. It's just $663. So there's probably, even if it means you're losing some little element of the house that you might like, maybe there's a little more maintenance to do or something, that's all it's going to be. You're not changing the type of house for $12,000. Not very much. No, that's exactly. right. Exactly. So, so what's interesting is mm-hmm. even in this market where there's multiple houses for sale now, we can tend to find one where the seller's more motivated mm. and we might be able to negotiate that $12,000 off, even off now, right? right. Um, as a matter of fact, 
you know, you and I helped a client just the other day. Yeah. A different client than the yeah, one we were. Yeah, different client. Yeah. And again, that one, there were two offers. Yeah. We went in uh, under asking price with no conditions, and we actually got the house. Multiple offers, and we went in under asking. Because it's, you know, once again, we're going to keep driving this point home. The asking price, it, what's it based on? Is it a realistic number to start with? That's why yeah. you need somebody that's willing to sit down with you and you start with a clarity session. It's 15 minutes just to go, is this the right time? Does it work for me? Do I need an introduction to a mortgage broker? I'm always going to have three or four questions, can too, that we're going to cover in the clarity session just to get a feel for, is there another step? Mm. Or because often we get in our heads that we've already got the answer. Yeah. But maybe we so, don't. So here's two beautiful points I want to make. Okay. If you didn't buy when the market was super hot and you're thinking of buying mm. now, one is the person that bought now has a $129,000 less mortgage. And if rates go down, they're going to be way, way ahead. And mm -hmm. then the other part is if they didn't have the 80000 deposit, mm -hmm. they only needed $67,000 deposit if they were going to just put 10% down, if they could afford it because they've got great mm -hmm. jobs, but didn't have the money saved. Now it's easier because you need less down payment to buy right, right now. Wow. So it's actually lots of good news. So if you want to unpack that, here's really what we would say to you is don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. Mm -hmm. Isn't that like our favorite thing in the entire it is, industry? It's and it's not because we're realtors. It's because it's actually worked for us. We're not giving you any prescription that we haven't already yeah. lived out. So the bottom line is that affordability did not shift very much, even with these large rate increases. Mm -hmm. And it's been a privilege and continues to be a privilege of growing beside you, alongside with you, because we're passionate about all of us attaining generational legacy. I don't know, fixed or variable, fixed or variable, fixed or variable. Okay, that is so the question of the hour. So we're honored that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling and buying real estate over 3,117 times, also been able to come alongside you to help you build your faith build your fun, build your finances, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish inside of your relationships. Really, 30 years of building your life, your wealth, and your home. So in this episode, we get to explore what the factors are to consider when you're talking about what type of mortgage, locked or fixed, and how to still keep sleeping through it all. Yes, that's a great analogy, right? <laughs> and you know what's been funny is we have a, a mortgage broker that she prescribed for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years for, well, all our for us to go variable. Variable. And I've always gone fixed. Fixed. Now, why is that I don't take their advice? Well, I actually know why, and this isn't a this is not a show telling you what your prescription is because each of us has to discover the answer for us mm -hmm. or for themselves. We had to discover it for us, and you get to discover it for yourself. For us, it was the question wasn't 
where we're going to have the most money or have not the most money, although that's important, that wasn't as important as will we sleep well at night or not? Mm. And knowing what the payment would be was a bigger piece for me and for you, I think, because there were years and there was a few times where we had variable on certain properties and mortgages. But for the most part, we've subscribed to the fixed theory. Mm-hmm. And for the first decade of our real estate owning, that worked well for us. Now, it hasn't worked so well the last probably 20 years. I said 10, but truth <laughs> is, it's probably more like 20. And well, yet, because we've if rates kept are, sleeping. If rates are stable or going down, you're always going to win with a variable rate. You will, financially. Financially. If rates are going up, then eventually your variable is going to lose over a five-year fix. Right. So it really is, do you listen to what people, one of my clients sent me a message saying, what should I do? Go fixed or variable, fixed or variable. And it really was what her (laughs) message was. Well, several Mm -hmm. of our clients have, but one in particular. And she said, I went variable, but now I'm thinking I should have gone fixed. And now I don't know. And she said, but conventional wisdom says go variable. Well, conventional, common maybe, but what works for you? Yeah, there is no conventional wisdom on that because some would say fixed. Some would. Yeah. But maybe not for the same reason as somebody would go variable. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's been in a situation where they lost their house because their, their rate was variable, like back, and I know mm-hmm. I'm going back to the 80s now, but the reality is those that were in locked in rates, as long as they didn't renew during the bubble, right, mm-hmm. they could keep their house because their payment wasn't affected. Those that had to renew were in trouble, mm-hmm. and those that were on a variable were inevitably in trouble. Yeah. And so if you re- have to, that's the beauty is let's say you had to renew when it's high and you think it's the highest it can ever be. Mm. Well, then you could go variable or you could go like a a six month or one year so that you can renew as the rates are going down. So if rates are on their way down, you either want short terms or you want variable so that follows the market down. If the rates are going up and you know they're going up, like the government's been telling us they've been going up for a long time and they've they've been doing it. And by the way, I, I need to say this. It's it's my opinion. Okay. I know Yetta loves it when I get a little out there. I think that the government waited way too long to raise the interest rates. Mm. They caused the bubble in real estate. They caused it to accelerate too fast. You're opinionated. Yes. And now they're throwing the pendulum the other way. They're raising it too high, too fast. It takes probably six months to nine months for the effects of an interest rate hike to take effect in the economy. And every three months, they're throwing it up three quarters of a percent. I believe they're throwing the pendulum too far. And probably about mid 2023, we might see interest rates settle back down a little bit because they're going to cause a problem by raising them too fast and too late, by the way. How's that? Okay. I don't even know what to do with that (laughs) right now, but if you want controversy, 
We got it. We got it going on. And so we're still going to invite you, though, for a quick 15-minute clarity call. And really, the point of that conversation is going to be, should you be speaking to a specific broker? Should you be considering a different way of navigating your money than you've been doing? And we're not going to give you the answers because our answer may not be the right answer for you. We're really just going to ask a few clarifying questions. Mm -hmm. That's why we call it a clarity call. 15 minutes, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. But what they tend to do is give you some new things to consider that's specific to your situation, not a general market analysis. So here's some things to consider. I'd like to Mm -hmm. just, if you're thinking variable or fixed, maybe you're coming up for a new renewal or maybe you're buying, what am I going to do? First thing is look at the interest differential. How big a difference it is between the variable rate and the fixed rate. Mm-hmm. And right now, when I looked, it was less than about half a percent. Not a big difference. So for me, the peace of mind of locking in for half a percent and knowing my rates aren't going to go up for five years is a good thing. Also, if you take a five-year term, that's typically the highest discounted rate. Typically. Typically. Right. So there's something to factor in as well. Yeah. And when you go to lock in and you're on a variable and you're already in the institution, already have your mortgage, you're likely not getting as big a discount on the locked in rate than you would have if you'd locked in at the beginning. Yeah. So what you're saying is if you went to a variable convertible. Right. Means it starts variable and at any time you can lock the rate in. When you go to lock it in, it's not going to be at a high as a discounted rate as it would be if you'd locked in at the beginning. That's what That's I'm what, saying. Yeah. I know. Was I that just, confusing? It was a little confusing. Okay, I just but, need to clear that up a little bit. Okay. And then I think the other thing is, are you going to, are you thinking of selling soon? Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of selling soon now, either if you have a mortgage that's portable, yeah. meaning you can take it with you, yeah. but depending on the price range of home you're going to, maybe you're selling a larger home and going to a smaller home and you don't need a mortgage at all anymore. So then you really want to think about how do I avoid the penalties? Like what kind of mortgage do I want? And can you sleep at night with the fact that Mm -hmm. if the rates went up, you would pay more money? For instance, you know that property we talked about in the previous segment, that $613,000 mortgage? If rates went up 2%, so let's say they went up to 6.59, that would be $700 a month more. Can you afford $700 a month more? Or does that mean maybe you you get into financial struggles or you lose your home or whatever? Then if you can afford the fixed rate, do that. The other thing that they tell you to do is if you want to go variable, increase your payment to what it would be at the fixed rate and pay extra principal while the rates are lower. Right. So you have less of an amount to even mortgage when it comes time for renewal. Mm Mm-hmm. So weigh the facts and make the best decision that feels best to you. We're honored to be your advocates on this journey of wealth in real estate and creating your life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.